Welcome to the Life & Law Podcast. I'm Heather Mulder, former AmLaw 100 partner turned lawyer coach who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. But I was determined not to become yet another lawyer burnout statistic. And so I redefined success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I now help purpose-driven lawyers confidently retake control of their careers and create their next level of success and impact. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Life in Law Podcast. This is Heather Mulder, your host, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. So today is the third in a series of spring cleaning episodes that now that we are into March 2022. Gosh, can you guys believe we're already in March? I cannot. Um, (laughs) So we are in the third of four in this series. We started with what is happiness and how to choose to be happy. We then last week went into how to be more curious and why it's so important for us lawyers and really anyone to become more curious. And today we are getting into who says a question I want you to start asking yourself much more often. This is kind of an extension of last week's podcast about getting more curious because we lawyers tend to get caught up in well, it's just done this way. It's always been like this thinking. And so I want you to become a little more curious about why that is and who really says so (laughs) and challenge the norm with this question of who says, okay? And so let's just dive right in. This isn't going to be a very long one, but I think this is a really important episode to start to turn your brain on a little bit more, on challenging the norm, on, you know, um, getting more clear around what it is you really want to be doing, both within your practice, with your life, whatever it is. And so that you don't just end up going through the motions and doing things because that's the way it's done. But you really ask the question, why? And then make up your own mind. For yourself as to, is this something I really want to be doing? Is this how I want to be doing it, right? So I've talked a lot before about how often clients come to me saying they feel like they don't have any control. And one of the things they want most when they first come to me is to take control of their careers and of their lives. They feel like everything's just gotten out of whack and they're doing all these things that they're supposed to be doing but not necessarily the things they want to be doing. And one of the best ways to kind of get yourself back on track is to start challenging the why behind why you do the things you do. Why is it that you're doing something a particular way? Does it really need to be done that way? Who says? Okay? Why does it need to be done? Who says? So that's really the question. Um, Or you can turn it around and say, well, says who, (laughs) right? So 
I want you to really start utilizing this question, says who or who says, anytime you have thoughts, assumptions around this is the way it's done, right? This is just how we always have done it. This is how everybody else does it. This is what's expected of me. This is what I should be doing. We should ourselves all the time into a bunch of stuff that's not all that important and then allow our big dreams and vision for what we want our careers to look like and the impact we ultimately want to make with our careers and also how we live our lives and whether we're able to spend enough time with loved ones and whether we have any time for our own hobbies and, you know, the list goes on and on and on because we just do it the way everybody else does it, without ever asking the question, well, who says? And what this does for you is this forces you to really think about, okay, why am I doing it this way? Is there a reason others do it this way? Is that reason applicable to me in the here and now? Does it really matter? Could there be a different or a better way for me to approach this or do this? Do I even have to be doing this? It opens up a Pandora's box of more questions that challenge those norms, those assumptions. And so what I've found with my clients who have these complaints is that it's these assumptions that we don't even realize we have going on behind the scenes that lead us down these paths of shoulds, of doing things we don't want to be doing, of just going through the motions of life. And who wants that? Nobody. Nobody wants to just go through the motions of existing. You are here on this earth for a very limited period of time. You have no idea when your time is going to be up. That is something that my cancer definitively taught me. But honestly, it's the case for everybody. And it's frankly kind of sad that I had to have cancer to really have that beaten into me. But oftentimes, it's those types of things that people do learn the best from. (laughs) But my hope is that by sharing my experiences and my stories with you, I've gotten you thinking about that more. And I've gotten you to the point where you're like, all right, I'm ready to challenge these assumptions. I'm ready to ask these questions. I'm ready to be more curious. I'm ready to challenge and say, well, says who? Who says I have to do it this way? Who says I even have to want this? Who says I have to have a particular goal? Who says I can't leave early once or twice a week to do my own thing? Who says? Is this really in the whole scheme of things what matters, right? That's what this question really opens up for you. So I want you to start asking it often. Now, sometimes you're going to run up against policies, rules that are in place at your place of employment that don't really make sense to you. And you're going to start asking this question. That's a sign that maybe it's time for a change. It's time to start asking these questions, bringing them forth, letting others know you're asking them. Maybe you're the one 
to start changing that policy. And if it's not something that, you know, the culture is willing to change, you know, the, the policy holders, the policy makers are willing to change, then it means you perhaps aren't in the right culture for you, right? So I will warn you, this question is courageous. It, <laughs> it forces you to start really looking at some of the things that have always been there that are probably lurking in the back of your mind as things you're uncomfortable with, but you haven't really truly been asking the question. You've just been making that assumption of, well, this is the way it's been done. This is the way it is. Start asking the question. It's uncomfortable. It's vulnerable. But it is the only way to make a real impact and to make a real change. And maybe you are the one to start that change. And if you're not, or you're not comfortable with being the one, then maybe it's just time to find a new spot. I know that sounds scary. (laughs) But what's more scary to you? Let me ask it this way. Is it scarier to keep going on as is, just barely surviving and existing and going through the motions and not being all that happy? Or asking the questions to invoke some real change, either within your current place of employment or by deciding it's time for you to make a move. I really hope that the more scary thing is the doing nothing, just going through the motions, because that is not a way to live. And by asking this question, it really starts to highlight those areas where you want and need change within your life, within your career, okay? So start asking. So let me give you an example or two of where this question has come up for me in the past and for clients. Associates don't originate business. Who says? Like, really? They can't? They can't originate any business of their own? Yes, I understand that you need a partner to be involved. The associates aren't, you know, far enough along usually. And even when they are senior associates and they are further along for liability purposes, you need a partner involved. But doesn't mean an associate can't or shouldn't originate business. That is a question I asked myself four years into my career. The firm I was then at did not allow associates to originate business. And I realized, I knew at that point that I needed to look around, that I didn't want to stay where I was long term. And so when I looked, I had that question in mind. I wanted to make sure I could originate some business as an associate, that I would not be discouraged from it. Because something that I saw happening a lot was people would be made partner in my then firm, And it was like they were dropped like a hot potato. All of a sudden, you're on your own. You got to go out and originate your own business. And hardly anybody would send them work anymore because they were just too expensive and they're now partners and it's on them. But yet they never really taught them how to do it as associates. They never got the opportunity. And people struggled mightily as a result. It doesn't just happen overnight. You've got to learn over time how to develop clients, how to ask for business right? And so when I looked, I specifically looked for a place 
where I could originate business as an associate and get credit for it. It was mine. Yes, partners were still involved for liability purposes, but they didn't take on the origination. I did. And that, frankly, helped me make partner. (laughs) And it helped me tremendously in 2008 because if any of you remember, 2008 was the year of the financial crash. All of my business that I made partner with was gone by the end of the year. I've mentioned this before. I had to totally pivot my practice and build from scratch a brand new practice. Had I not already had some experience with selling and developing my own business as an associate up to that point, yes, that was really scary and I was terrified, but I it would have been worse. I might have been paralyzed at that point. So it was a really great thing that I had asked that question and decided, you know what? This is not a policy that's changing at my current firm. I need to look elsewhere. Another example, well, I can't offer package-based services. I have to bill by the hour. It's just too hard to figure all that out. Who says? That's a question a client of mine used to think. She just couldn't figure out how to put packages together in a way that made sense. But we worked together and found ways to do it. She now has package-based services. She is successfully offering them. She also has monthly services that are non-package based, but they're not, they're not, uh, she's an employment lawyer, y'all. They're not, um, she doesn't just bill by the hour. Does she offer hourly billing? Yes. Depends on what it is. Okay. So she, but she has a hybrid practice where some are very packaged based, based on things that people need on the front end. Some are more monthly because of monthly employment issues that come up within the business where she just handles whatever comes up so long as it's not a massive litigation. And it's a set monthly fee. And what happens is she um, she used to think, well, I can't make enough money at that. Well, no, we figured out, okay, how often do people typically come? There is an up and down to it and they pay every month no matter what. And she's able to make better money this way, believe it or not. So who says, right? It's not possible to have a big, thriving book of business or to advance into the C-suite within my company and still be a present, good parent to my kids. Says who? I'm living proof that you can do that, okay? Yes, you can. Does it mean giving up some things on both sides of the equation? Yes, it does. But there is a way to do that. So if that is you, start asking the question. Says who? Why not? How could I go about this differently? Get help if you need it. Get help if you need it. It's what coaching is for, (laughs) y'all. Another one, final one. Women can't make it in big law without sacrificing too much. Says who? Who says? Historically speaking, it's been a lot harder for us. There's other groups too that's just as hard, if not harder for, right? But says who? Start making change. Start making a wave. Start asking the questions. And you know what? If you don't like it, go elsewhere. Not every firm is the same. That is something I've definitely learned, both myself going from one law firm to another, 
finding going from I went from a large Texas regional firm, which is very big law like, to a much bigger big law firm where it was a lot easier for me to make it. Okay? Says who? Learn how to ask this question of yourself and start asking the question of others. Be the person who's willing to ask the questions and then solve it. Now, that's the key here. When you are willing to ask this question, you need to also be willing to help come up with answers, to brainstorm with people, to be more curious about, well, how could we solve this problem? Notice how all of these spring cleaning series go together. They do. So if you haven't listened to all of them, go back and listen to the other two. They build upon one another. They're all going to help you, number one, ask better questions, and number two, make better choices so that you can create the success you want within your career, within your practice, and within your life. And y'all, this is what coaching is all about. It helps you challenge the societal and other narratives that are going on within your head and, frankly, holding you back. And then it helps you change your entire perception around what's truly possible so that you can go all in and create the success you want. What if I told you that within the next six months, you could make a bigger impact and achieve the success you want at both work and in life while prioritizing self-care? Would you take me up on that offer? If you are ready to create the success you want while prioritizing your own health without settling for less, I do ask that you sign up for a breakthrough session so that you can find out how we might be able to make that happen. I will put a link to that spot in the show notes. Okay, that is it for this week. Go out and start asking who says a lot more often. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.